Before we started the episode, I wanted to congratulate my mom. She started her own private practice. I'm so thankful for this new opportunity and all the support that I've been given by family and friends and want to welcome anyone in the Columbus area who is looking for some healing and growth in their journey. Uh, You can go to my website is jhrcounseling.com and I would love to connect with you. Yeah, and you know it's good stuff. Um, the artwork was done by Emma Richards and Alexander Wells, and I helped with the website. So it looks great. So if you're in the Columbus area, definitely check out our website. Um, reach out. if Even if you reach out to the Community Roots Pod email, then we'll contact you then too. Now on with the episode. kids come out and they do an Alvin and the Chipmunks remix of (laughs) different pop songs from like current and the crowd full of younger kids and just that age group went nuts. There was just screams. It was like being at a Beatles concert in 1960 (laughs) because people were just screaming as these kids are doing like these remixes of songs like old town road i don't know if you guys have heard that i've hardly yeah i didn't (laughs) but anyway just to say that these kids were going nuts and they were all around me so it was just loud and excitable lots of energy yeah and then they crashed about half an hour later once they ate all their candy (laughs) (laughs) so it was pretty great but i'll tell you what So, yeah, I was just conflicted with these emotions of just stress through some Mm. different family stuff and stress over our episode Mm. um, and not finding this tiny little blue bag. But it was just so funny because this dance competition found ways to just break up that sort of craziness. So, but anyway, (laughs) well, welcome everyone. Welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I'm Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. I'm Adrienne Johnson. And uh, our talk about that stress with a little blue bag and not getting our episode on time works perfectly (laughs) (laughs) with what we're talking about today because, whoa, it just felt like mom said Christmas vacation with the Griswolds. Yeah. Every time we go to do a topic, it seems like it becomes more and more relevant and prevalent to what we're trying to talk about. So we're experiencing all the hectic and busyness of the season and excited to unpack this together. We wanted to start off by just acknowledging together that this is a rough time of year for many people. Um, Grief is more painful and the days are short in daylight and sometimes that really takes a shift for people in their mood and they struggle more. So um, we just want to acknowledge together that we want to reach out and support you. Um, There are a couple people right now that we're aware of in our community 
that are currently in the hospital. And we just want to extend our love and support to you all as you are healing and recovering and that we just um, support you, believe in you, and hope the best for you. Just to say that we've been thinking about you and um, the whole team has been talking about you and um, definitely we're cheering you on, we're with you, and you're a part of our community. So for everyone who is dealing with that right now, um, we are with you. I noticed that Lisa Oliveira on Instagram had a great quote in the last couple days that she put on. As you approach this season, I invite you to take stock of all the tools you've read about, thought about, or even practiced. Recognize how much you are holding in your toolbox. And at the very same time, see if you can release the expectation of yourself to know how to use all these tools perfectly in every moment. See if you can let go of the pressure to do it all. See if you can notice what might actually feel supportive to you, to let the tiny shifts count, and to practice self-compassion and forgiveness when it doesn't quite go according to plan. See if you can practice trusting yourself to do the best you can do, and see if you can let that be enough. Instead of trying to make sure you handle everything in a perfect or completely self-preserving way, I invite you to sit with what your intention is, as we move towards this season to honor what you'd like to practice and to acknowledge the deep care you are holding for yourself by doing so. Sometimes that alone is enough to give ourselves a new, more nourishing experience. I think that was beautiful. And I'm very happy that she posted that. I think that was timely. And that leads us to our topic today, which is coping skills for this very challenging time for many of our listeners. I did want to say that I appreciated the toolbox analogy. I always like whenever we put visual cues with what we're thinking of. And so I'm excited for this episode. Um, because we're equipping ourselves with these toolbox. And I, I like the just visual um, thing that you could almost imagine around your own waist or if you're a toolbox person, I guess it was toolbox, not tool belt, but still just to be able to visualize it maybe helps pull out what you actually have, what you've learned on this show. And this builds on our holiday arc where last time we talked about dealing with difficult people and how we're going to navigate um, maybe spending time with family and friends and it's a time of year where people tend to be more stressed and tired and sometimes fighting illness. And it can just be a really hard time of year to gather. It's special memories, but also sometimes more difficult for people. So mm -hmm. when we talk about tool belts, um, it reminds me that we carry our coping skills with us. We have them in our minds all the time. And when we are busy and experiencing trauma and grief and chaos around us, we tend to forget that and become very myopic when we approach stress. And I, I definitely recommend diversions as one of the primary coping skills that you can use. And that's, this does not mean avoidance. This does not mean immersing yourself in something to escape. What it means is challenging your mind and challenging your body and using your coping skills on your tool belt or in your toolbox to help focus on something that will help you grow and help you feel comforted by something new or something nourishing 
And so when you go back into your traumatic situation or you start facing that grief again, you're able to rely on something that provides visualization and comfort. So you're able to use that when you're feeling tense in the future. And just the idea that you can take a break from thinking about all of the stress in your situation, that you can step back a little bit. Sometimes um, it can just be uh, taking a walk, going outside, um, watching something on television, on Netflix or in a movie, um, reading a good book, something that just kind of gives you a break from what that stressful situation is that you're in. Yeah, Adrienne likes to talk about this, but she actually recommends goat videos. (laughs) (laughs) Baby goat videos. But those are things that you could probably find. What I like to do with these is kind of filter it through that holiday perspective. And I was just thinking, just Google baby goats. In pajamas. Yeah, in pajamas. (laughs) Cute cute baby animals. Or with hats. Oh, with hats. Yes. And so we'll, (laughs) uh, and that's a two minute video. Maybe you might not have time to sit and watch a Netflix episode, but it's a quick way Um, that you can kind of create that diversion and give your brain that break. Another thing that I wanted to talk about was in an episode of another podcast, Ologies, they had an expert come on who talked about trauma in the brain and how Tetris is a really good way to um, kind of ease your mind, make it switch gears, focus on something that encapsulates it so that you can... um, take a breath and return to what you were talking, uh, thinking about earlier and just the way that the colors move, the simple strategy of it and the noise and stuff is just a way that your brain switches resets mm-hmm. and you can take a five minute break and it'll actually feel like you're taking a mental break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can testify that that does work. When I was very stressed during my undergrad years in college, I was taking a course that was very, very challenging. And when I, I felt like I needed a mental health day, I would stay home and skip class and play Tetris with my roommate. And <laughs> <laughs> we would build days. memories. <laughs> And those memories do help me right now. When I'm feeling stressed, I think about friends and family and and memories that I had built, um, some using Tetris, and it it really calms me. Some other things you can also do involve the creative arts, things like writing and drawing, painting, photography, music. All of those things are great things to invest in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just sitting around with a jigsaw puzzle. I notice this time of year, different family members get together that enjoy putting together puzzles. Another reference, a tradition in the family is for me to steal one of the pieces. (laughs) And then whenever they're looking around for it, I get to put in the last piece. He doesn't put in the time during the puzzle until the very end. Yeah, I'm not a huge puzzle person, but it is funny if you have the last piece and you you didn't work on it at all. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) Which no one else finds as funny. Yeah, you might need a couple couple coping skills to deal with me this holiday. (laughs) But playing games, going shopping, doing some errands together, sometimes it's cleaning and organizing your environment a little bit so that it doesn't feel as chaotic or stressful. All of those things can be um, giving you a chance to focus on something that is a break from what is actually bringing you more stress. Another one uh, that we wanted to talk about was just the idea of our interpersonal social um, coping skills that help us connect with others. We've often talked on our episodes about community 
and how important it is to reach out. Um, scientific studies have proven that the benefits of social support to counteract the effects of stress on DNA is so helpful. We can actually reduce our stress by being with people and being able to recognize when we need help and when someone else might need help that we can reach out mutually and have interdependence with each other. So being able to talk to somebody that you trust or um, even having times that you laugh together mm-hmm. and just enjoy the humor and the lighthearted times of... Share the goat videos with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having yes. times you can laugh. Um, spending time with your friends and family. Sometimes it can be serving someone else who, you know, doing um, a service project, a mission type. Volunteering. Volunteering, things that help get you outside of your own four walls so that you can realize that you can help impact somebody else. Um, Sometimes it's helping your pets and having time to play with your puppy or your cat or take your dog on a walk or things like that, that you're enjoying um, time with animals and also the just times that we can encourage each other. One coping skill that therapists practice and nourish is walking someone else's journey. That's a a gift that we give each other and ourselves when we are able to go outside of ourselves and ask someone else how we can support them and listen to their narrative and involve ourselves as much as we can and as much as appropriate and comfortable in someone else's experience in life. And when I feel tense and stressed, I take a breath, I pause, and I ask someone else how they are doing. And I really want to know. I'm genuinely curious. I ask them how I can support them, how I can help them, what they're, what they're thinking, what they believe, what they value at this time of year. And just that engagement alone in their narrative helps me step outside of me. It makes me feel less lonely, less alone, and less absorbed in my head. I get to escape my tension by involving someone else and asking them if I can ease theirs. I really like the idea of just this community. We talk about it a lot, but reaching out and being able to talk with people, um, even if your support group isn't your family, I can definitely see reaching out to your friends. What I think throughout a lot of this is just that tool belt. I'm just mentally equipping that tool belt for myself Mm -hmm. in terms of if it gets to a situation that feels too much, it's something that I can pull out and use. Um, I was just thinking like the holidays are a great time to reach out to old friends to be like, hey, happy Thanksgiving, just thinking about you. And it's a good conversation starter. And then suddenly you have a way to cope with some potentially difficult situations. But I also like the idea of a pet as well. Being able to find that pet in the house or um, some way that you can just reach out and connect with um, the furry, fuzzy animals around the house. I connect with my pets a lot and they, they don't tell time. They don't know that Thanksgiving is different than any other day. So as I prepare for my holiday, I take a break from me and I look into their eyes and I, I stroke them and I think this, this little thing loves me every single day. How lucky am I? So I'm, I'm very excited to spend this holiday with them and remember that I'm not the only one that's experiencing stress and the higher my stress, the higher theirs. And I don't want them to feel stressed. So I just want to absorb myself in their little puppy lives. 
So we can also consider the different ways that we have cognitive coping skills. This is the way that we can impact our mind and have um, a different way to influence the way we feel through how we are thinking about a situation. But it's also something that we talked about and kind of shared in in conversation before about reframing Mm -hmm. whenever we can kind of get stuck in a rut of negativity. It really helps to search for and look for things that are a little bit more positive or lighter or even neutral if we can't quite take it all the way to positive. Mm -hmm. Looking for meaning in the situation. Absolutely. Victor Frankl. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Always love that. That's a dollar in the reference jar for both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really like this. We we talked about this last episode, um, this idea of using gratitude as a small talk, um, I think is really helpful because mom and I have talked previously about how some small talk is frustrating because it's so surface level and it's, it's just kind of meaningless a lot of the times. But um, I think this idea of gratitude is a way that you can safely learn about each other and just connect with still keeping a hand over the heart and a hand in front to say, if this is somebody I'm potentially triggered by or have a trauma experience with, let's just talk about things we're thankful for and go our separate ways Mm -hmm. instead of having to stress out about different sports teams or the weather. Mm Mm-hmm. And the idea also going along with gratitude is appreciation. Right. And it changes that mindset mm-hmm. from a negative one to a positive one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Changing your, your frame of reference. So something I learned when I moved to Ohio was the phrase, I appreciate you. I had never in my life heard that phrase used so often and so genuinely until I moved here. That has such meaning for me. Because when I say it, I feel it. I feel it from my heart. I look at someone and I say, I appreciate you. And there's a connection there that bridges any kind of distance because I'm expressing gratitude and, and they're, they're feeling it. So uh, that moment is a shared narrative. It's a shared experience. And I feel like I can approach that person later and there's a bridge there. The, the gap is smaller, and that's very important when managing stress. Start a conversation and tell them that you appreciate them or you appreciate what they brought to your life. And it doesn't need to be bigger than that, but you are changing the dialogue, and that's essential for your tool belt. We talked about the idea of the neuroscience behind gratitude, of the different neurotransmitters that are released in our brain and through our nervous system, the dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin that helps us to just feel better whenever we are looking, even if you're not sure of what you can find to be grateful for. Sometimes it's taking it to the most simple things of seeing the moon outside or um, a breath of fresh air or a comment that someone made that was kind to you and you remember that or just the tiny, tiniest things. When we start looking for those, it shifts our nervous system. Mm-hmm. Being mindful, taking a moment to just be. Something that actually I'm going to reference dad Um, which is pretty cool because he listens every week, but we haven't had him on the show yet. But he um, talked once about kind of how Plato unnecessarily made this mind-body connection thing separate. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And whenever it's the same thing, it, like we created this false dichotomy. But I think about that a lot with this cognitive thing, um, with eating correctly and stuff, is it's really easy for me to kind of assume that I'm looking at myself from a top-down perspective in that, oh, this is what's happening to me and this is what I need to do next, kind of forgetting that I'm also affected by my body as well. They're one thing. And so to change your mindset um, is one of those ways that you can kind of steer the ship in that it seems like such a small step, but it's a way that you can connect those two and kind of benefit from the bond between that mind and body. Mm-hmm. I think another way of saying that that makes sense to me is that your mind will believe you. Mm-hmm. So whenever you have a negative narrative, then your brain and your body feel more negative. And mm-hmm. if you shift that a little bit, even just taking a small step, not to be trite or superficial or fake about it, but just to be able to notice something more neutral at first and then being able to be open and curious. We've talked about curiosity mm-hmm. being a really helpful way to help shift what's happening in our nervous system. Um, that can make a really big impact to help people feel more vitally alive, more connected to themselves, mm-hmm. more uplifted. I wish on the inside of my eyelids I could tattoo, be curious and listen. <laughs> because those are the two things, this two strategies that I find that I need to take more and more. And it seems like they all have so many benefits that I'm trying to incorporate them. But it is really cool once you're curious and once you try to dive in and really listen to people and figure mm-hmm. out what they're trying to say. It's like figuring out more about that person. It's just becoming, the person is becoming more clear in your eyes. I agree. I teach my students in classes to do intentional listening. So many times when someone asks us how we are, we are trained to say, I'm fine. And it's important to take a moment out and ask yourself, am I, am I fine? Where am I carrying my stress? A few episodes on off the beaten path ago, we spoke with Charles Roberts and we discussed where you carry your stress, where you carry your grief. Take a moment out and feel where you are carrying your stress, your trauma, your grief, and do something healthy for your body. Because as as Julie had just said, your brain will learn, your brain will follow your cue. Do something healthy for yourself, such as physical activity, stretching, um, do some of that interaction we were talking about. And something else we were wanting to touch on today is limit setting or setting boundaries that also can help us bridge our mind-body connection by setting up distance between ourselves and any toxicity that is re-traumatizing to us during this difficult time. I like the idea, this point about um, limit and boundary setting, because we ha- we've had a whole episode about it. And um, I automatically think of the right hand over the heart and then the left hand kind of extended outward in a protective thing. And I think that's so important in a family setting. I really struggle with that sometimes to be able to both say to myself, not this doesn't have to be an argument if I disagree, you know, Mm -hmm. like I can kind Mm -hmm. of protect myself. I mean, protect others in that way but then at that same time that hand extending to say well just because this doesn't have just because I'm not going to make this a huge political debate doesn't mean that you can't stand up and say like okay this is too much 
or that's not okay to say or something like that is to be able I love that because it's really changed my perspective on a lot of things to mentally be able to do that is a way that I both feel secure and also like I'm standing up for myself that I'm occupying a space instead of just giving in you feel empowered right empowered I love that we talked about boundaries being connected and protected Mm -hmm. That it's, I can still be relational with you and I know like where I end and where you begin and we can see things differently and we can still explore together, be curious together, have compassion for each other in that. But the idea too of limit setting being so important during the holidays, because sometimes there can be just so many opportunities for your calendar where there's an event for everything or a Mm -hmm. concert or obligations, all kinds of obligations. And so realizing I don't have to say yes to everything. I can pick and choose the things I want to prioritize Mm -hmm. and high on that list needs to be prioritizing my own Mm -hmm. needs for Mm self-care and for balance and for rest. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing too is at work, often things are picking up during the holiday season. It's something too that you're going to need more rest and we all are going to need more rest and more self-care. As mom said earlier, the days are getting shorter. It's going to be darker out more. Couple that with you have vacation, but you also have to do the same amount of work (laughs) the Mm -hmm. other that you're doing the other weeks. So, um, being able to set boundaries is good both in an interpersonal sense, but also in a calendar setting sense Mm -hmm. in a way that you, how you and society interact with each other. Mm -hmm. Mm So with my clients, we say very often one day at a time, take it one day at a time. We say this in recovery. We say this when we are working with trauma, just get through the day. And at the end of every day, this coming week and throughout the rest of November and December, lay on your pillow at night and say, I made it through the day. I was successful today. I did something for myself. I expressed gratitude and appreciation for a meaningful event or conversation I had. I set healthy boundaries and I feel good about it and I can rest well and do it again tomorrow. And as the days get shorter, I I joke with my family that the, the sun rises at 10 and sets at noon. Yeah, because that's what it feels like. <laughs> oh, but every a th- snowstorm or something. Oh my done. goodness! Oh my goodness! But anyway, I think you just mentioned the cognitive yes skill yes. of being able to go back and talk about that mindset, self coach, yes. self talk, self coach. I love that. Every day is one day closer to spring, and it's <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way of thinking about it. And so cognitively, you know, that's my reframe every day. If it's dark and cold, I have something that I am excited to do, excited to think about. And if the day is particularly challenging, I reframe it. You know, one day um, makes a difference. It's one day that I can do something now, but I'm also looking forward to growth in the spring. Uh, when the days are longer and interactions are more. One of the things I love doing is at the end of a hard day, I get giddy about saying I did it. (laughs) I made it through another day. And I love remembering that our track record, everybody's track record for getting through the day is 100%. We have always gotten through. We have always gotten through. And so on the really hard days that stack up, I love looking at that and holding on to that and celebrating that and even being ridiculously silly and happy about it sometimes (laughs) on the really hard days. 
um, it's it's a good thing. I'll be saying it tonight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's been a whole but lot of things. But that's great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I, I love that. I love that perspective. Especially because it kind of reminds me that we're all perseverers. We're all, we've run the journey of life and we've made it every single day. We are successful. 100%. Yeah. And strong. And strong. And so strong. That's so crazy. It's crazy what we can go through. I love bringing up the thing that I learned through our trauma series, which is as long as you have support, you can survive any of these traumas that Mm -hmm. you can face. So it's just exciting the durability of us as humans. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's important to remember that our best source of support is us. We need to be our own friend during this time. And we need to comfort ourselves. Hmm? Friend and cheerleader. Friend and cheerleader. Yes. Yes. One of the things we talked about also for coping skills is tension releasers. Mm. So being able to allow ourselves to cry at times, we need to get the stress out or the pain or the grief. I know sometimes people don't like to cry, but it does really shift and change. Adrian, you were sharing about the different um, chemicals that are released in the different kinds of tears. Yes, yes. When we cry tears of grief and sadness, we are releasing toxins out of our body, and it's so healthy to cry those out. That's why we feel better after we cry. And those are different chemicals that we release when we're crying tears of joy and happiness and bliss. Please, if you feel some of those feelings welling up and they feel overwhelming, let them out. It is not weak to cry. It is strong and it is beautiful and it is healthy. It's essential. And sometimes that release comes through laughter. Yes. And being able to have fun and lighthearted times. Um, Even exercise and playing sports is another way to kind of allow the tension to get worked through. Some people really like to go for a run. I think that would cause me more stress personally (laughs) than than releasing it. But I love yoga. I love to stretch and breathe and meditation and focusing and things like that. All of that releases a lot of tension. Paying attention to different parts of your body where you're holding tension Mm. and um, being mindful to breathe into that particular area to release that stress. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that's fun. Good and you stuff maintain, to do. You maintain the connection between your mind and your body. Mm-hmm. We can just review the um, physical coping skills that these we had talked about in our first three episodes that were the handbook for mental health. When we, um, if you go back to the beginning of our community roots, we've got a handbook that you could give to anyone who is struggling And we talked about the meaning of our name, the roots of community roots and community and roots. So if you haven't, if you've joined us more recently and you haven't heard those, those are some good quality mental health encouragement at the beginning of our podcast. But physical coping skills include things like making sure you get enough sleep and you're eating healthy foods. You have good balance and rhythm in your day. So you get into some good routines. Um, Sometimes it's focusing on eating a little bit of chocolate or something that will release <laughs> some Yum. some good serotonin for you. Um, limiting your caffeine or your alcohol and then taking um, some deep, slow breathing. All of those things physically are things to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. 
Our very first guest on Off the Beaten Path was Steve Doust, and he carried in a gallon of water. <laughs> he carries yeah, this he around. Yeah, he is prepared. He's he, prepared. He loves his water. And I, I observed that, and I thought, you know, I need to do that. I need to drink more water. That also helps refresh the brain. It cleanses the blood, and it's so helpful to, to process oxygen. We need that to think clearly and to embrace the love we show ourselves. Something as simple as drinking a glass of water can change your perspective. Um, yeah, what you said, Adrienne, kind of reminds me of what I said last episode. Well, it connects me to what I said last episode with using the restroom as just a way to cope with the situation <laughs> and take a pause and a break. Is another way, like another thing that you can do is say, I need to go fill up my water and go take it, be able to mm-hmm. drink that water. It'll both feel better for you, it'll be good for you. And you also get that excuse to just say, I need some space. Just right step now. back for a moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I wanted to say is how your body processes food that if you eat within the first hour of you waking up, then your body will be able to digest food a lot better. Your mood will be a lot better because if you don't eat in that first hour, your brain thinks, oh man, I'm on starvation mode. Um, I'm not going to get in any food today. So being able to fit in a small snack in your first hour, especially with Thanksgiving right around the corner where we're just, well, maybe somebody is just thinking, well, I'll just wait until 2 p.m. to eat because that's Mm. when everybody else is just going to eat. But in reality, just snack lightly throughout the day and you'll feel a lot better. You'll be a lot healthier for Mm. it. And, um, but I've noticed in my own experience how if I eat within that first hour, how different my day is. It's crazy. It's mm-hmm. like taking a fresh breath of air as opposed to breathing in grimy gunk. Like um, your body reacts a lot different. And I feel whenever I do that more equipped to handle my day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Start your day with protein. Um, my family will make some chicken or some eggs or something the night before. The next morning we get up, we have a glass of water, and we just take a bite of the protein, and our, our day has changed. Uh, we are able to reset our metabolism, and our body just understands that the simple act of caring for ourselves by doing that, um, it, can, it can go longer, it's more energized, and more capable of interacting and practicing the skills on our tool belt. Uh, yeah, the unofficial snack of community roots is cashews. Um, <laughs> nuts are a good uh, snack that has fat and protein. And so it kind of gives you that long term energy and they're really healthy for you. So it's a win win. And one other coping skill that we haven't talked about is our spiritual side of us. Um, And that can be things like enjoying nature or having a certain cause that you are um, defending or wanting to stand up for. It can be things like meditating and slowing down and breathing. It can be prayer. It can be um, just however you find a sense of peace and well-being as a person. Um, it's It's a good way to kind of calm everything down and get back to your balance and your center and the core of who you are. Practice mindfulness. Take a moment out to ask yourself, where am I right now? What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I tasting? And what am I doing? And where am I going? What do I value? What do I love about my day? 
And how am, I, how am I going to spend the rest of my day? How am I going to nourish myself and, and value myself in my day? And it's so important. Something that really helped me with meditation and being able to just take a pause was uh, a series of videos by Headspace. It was a way, because I was struggling with meditation, because I was thinking, how do I think about nothing? <laughs> that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, but that's not even the point. So um, I'll put the link in um, the description so that if you haven't tried meditation out before, but you want that break, I'll stick in a headspace link so that you can just click on it and you can learn how to meditate. I'll do my shout out for Calm. <laughs> I like there the Calm go. app. That's the mind. one that I really I love. love. Um, and they have a series on there that's a month-long course on how to meditate. And so I've really been enjoying that um, this month of just different encouragement and realizing how you can be more present. What I was thinking is we should actually bleep out those names because we're not getting paid to advertise anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's but. true. Anyway, so we are nearing the end of the show. Um, Man, it flew by and we covered a lot of different tools that you might have at your tool belt. So it's okay to take a breath, maybe re-listen, or just to kind of focus on your strengths. We talked about physical health, mental health, um, being able to change that mental mindset to view the holidays as a positive thing as opposed to like an experience, an opportunity instead of something that's dreadful and not looked forward to. So I definitely encourage you. I know I myself, I listen to this show like 300 times an episode just (laughs) with how much editing there is. But being able to readdress that tool belt to say, I've got this. And what's cool about this series is it applies to more than just the holidays. It applies to any stretch, a a lot of stressful situations. Mm -hmm. So even as you equip your tool belt, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, you're equipping your tool belt for life. As Adrian said, um, your tool belt is always with you. It, your mental tool thought. belt, you always have it with you. So you're able to cope whether it's 30 degrees out and you forgot your jacket <laughs> <laughs> or if it's 100 degrees and you accidentally brought it. But just to say that it's really cool that you've got this, whether it's the holidays or it's any time of year. A lot of these practices that we're talking about are just that. They are things you practice and you develop and you build muscle for mm-hmm. that at first might be very unfamiliar and awkward trying to try on something new that you haven't done before. But as you practice them and have a little bit of rhythm in your day that you put in a few minutes or a moment here or there that you take one of these ideas and see what you want to try something new that you haven't done before. It can really become something that really turns your life around. Mm -hmm. So we're nearing the end of our episode. Um, If you are feeling stressed about the holidays, you want to vent about it, or if you have a funny holiday story and you want to share it, email us at communityroots.pod at gmail.com. We love making a community out of what we're doing, um, set in our roots and kind of grow the forest. So um, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. If you have something you want to hear about, just let us know and email us and we'll get back to you. 
Also, if you are on Facebook, we would love to hear from you in that venue as well. Uh, please continue to participate in our community. You are the roots of our program. And most of our updates come through Facebook and Instagram. And we would love to hear from you. So please share your reviews, your insights, your stories, and keep watching for updates. And if you would go to iTunes and rate and review us, that will help expand our reach and help more people to be able to find us on their Google search and um, share us with your friends so that they can take part in this podcast as well. Yeah, and share us with your family because you're about to go to holiday. You'll be surrounded by people that probably need some um, mental health tips. We all do. So um, anyway, that's how we grow uh, is by your word of mouth, by your tweets, by your Facebook status. And so we really appreciate um, you reaching out to your friends and family to let them know that this resource is there. So as we wrap up the episode, I always like to end on some thank yous. And before I even start, I wanted to say this is Adrian's first episode. <laughs> <laughs> so a welcome to the show. Yeah, two. it's a little bit late. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I wanted to say that I'm thankful that I'm going to get to see my family. Um, we'll have a big meal um, with as many people as we can fit around the table. And I'm really excited for that. I'm also excited for Friendsgiving, which we have a vegan vegetarian spread, which is awesome for a vegetarian because you never get to see unlimited food. I'm and, excited. Right. I'm super excited. And then... Um, I also wanted to thank my family, mom, uh, my grandma, and my grandpa for being so accepting to Connie. I know um, her and I definitely both feel that support. I know she feels really supported. I just really wanted to thank you, mom, but also the rest of the family who listens as well. It's been awesome to kind of grow our family. I want to express my gratitude and appreciation for Samuel and all the hours that he puts into mm -hmm. editing. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun to gather and just have these conversations. And it's the other side of the behind the scenes that Samuel puts in a lot of hours of trying to get things um, accessible to more people. So we really appreciate all the time that you put in and the efforts that you're making on so many on behalf of so many people. I'd like to thank my mom and dad and my husband and my family in Wisconsin, all of my friends all over the United States and beyond. And for my team at Community Roots, Samuel, thank you. I would like to echo what Julie said. It, it really resonates. You have put countless, countless tireless hours into editing these. And, uh, and to Julie, who made this possible um, for our team. And as we move forward, I am thankful for our listeners you again are our roots and thank you for helping me grow and for helping us grow and we see you all over the world we get some interesting um updates from podbean that let us know where our listeners are so we have some in europe some in africa some in asia so thank you all for listening all around the world and here at home next week we'll be back right back on schedule with off the beaten path and you'll get to hear some interesting stories about ADHD and some other stuff. So definitely check us out next week, and we'll see you then.